Hey, hey, everybody, this is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. Now, today I have a really special guest with me. Her name is Meg Gallagher, and I wanted to introduce you all to, I've decided to include more of a different category of guests. So uh, if you've been listening to the podcast so far, you know that women who have incredible comeback stories come on the show and talk about what they went through and what they triumphed over. And I'm also now, I'm including experts who help women who are going through caca, who help women who are coming through transition and helping them to stage those epic comebacks and reinvent themselves. And that is why I've brought Meg on. And Meg is gonna tell you more about herself and what she does, the kind of transformational work that she does with women so Meg, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. You bet. It's my honor. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the mic, Meg, and I'm going to ask okay. you to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do. Okay, cool. So um, my name is Meg Gallagher and I'm a personal stylist and I style men and women uh, bi-coastally in uh, LA to New York. I go back and forth. And I help uh, women specifically, since we're talking about that at the comic, uh, I help uh, women build style, build wardrobes, and ultimately, you know, build their personal brand and build confidence in exuding, you know, projecting um, an image that they really want to be projecting. Yeah, which is fantastic. And women who I work with in my coaching business are coming out of a high conflict divorce and they're looking to reinvent. They're looking to, uh, whether it's their image, whether it's their hair, makeup, clothing, wardrobe, the entire enchilada tattoos, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, all of that is part of the package of, um, of sort of feeling like you're inhabiting maybe version 2.0 or 3.0 or even at this point, 4.0 in your life. Um, and what I'd love to know is what do you find most rewarding about your work when you're, when you're working with women who've come, who are coming through transition or who have just come through transition? Uh, in terms of, of rewarding, I mean, like the, the whole process for me is rewarding meeting my clients by far are the most important and the most enriching part of, of the business for me. I mean, the, the styling part is creative and I love it, but really I love learning about people. I like, I like love being with them on their journey and like helping them move through their journey. So in terms of rewarding, it's when I've worked with someone and we, we move through the process and then they start to like, you know, I walked in to a meeting because they're back at work and, you know, I ha got multiple compliments or I felt so confident or I went out on a date and I haven't been out dating in a long time and I had, you know, a whole wardrobe because you and I work together and I felt so good and I felt so um, authentic and um, real, but I, I just felt like I was putting my best foot forward. When I hear about how they feel and then when they receive compliments, it's it's really a rewarding process. It's the the back end of knowing like, yeah, we're, we're really doing what we set out to do. Yeah, and it, confidence is really so much what, what success sure. in life can, can be all about. And it's amazing how, it's amazing how a change that some people would consider to be, um, to consider to be only external yeah. causes us to, to change and feel different internally. Absolutely. The, you know, when I started the business, I 
you know, I was, I was a fashion designer and a design director in New York. And then I went and I, F, I went to FIT and I, uh, I did, I studied styling and I was looking at it very much from the perspective of clothing and color and proportion and, you know, all the things I knew and what I was learning. But what I ultimately found out along the way, I've been in business for 11 years is that the component of the physical component of clothing and what it represents for a person, what the out, outward appearance of it is, is part of it. But what really happens is when someone feels together and they feel, you know, they feel like we've worked together to like build their style and define what it is and help them be able to project that in a really positive way is it has such a major impact on them psychologically. And they feel, because they feel outwardly like they're projecting, they feel so, they feel strong, they feel confident. Inwardly, they, they, it, it's just like a, a together reaction. And also that happens in the opposite way for people too, is when they don't feel like they're projecting, you know, when they feel like, oh, I don't like what I have on, or oh, why did I wear this? It's, it's incredible how much subconsciously that can psychologically affect people as well. So it's a really two-part component and they really both um, need to have a balance and they're important to honor both parts of it. You know, it's not just clothes, you know, it really is so much more than that. Yeah, totally. Because what's inside of us, we, we can't, we can't show what's inside of us to people. Visually. No, we can't. And, unless and, we're, you know, unless we're in like an anatomy class. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting is we have no idea how much what's inside of us gets impacted by just our physical space, by our physical being, you know? And what I always say to people is, you know, by, by working together and by like going on this journey of finding out what, uh, what is your personal style and what you're going to emulate and who you are and what you really want to project. Cause a lot of people don't realize what they are projecting, right? Whether it's in career or social dating relationships, you know, they don't really realize what they're putting out there, but by figuring that out and really owning it and being authentic with it, it allows you to, um, it allows all this, all what's inside, like what your true talents are. Like I always say, like, you know, if you're going back to work or you're looking for that promotion and you're, you know, moving through your divorce and all these things are happening, but by feeling good about this um, external of what's happening, it allows you to walk into the meeting and just like do what your craft is, exude what your talents are, put the focus and the energies of what you really want to be focusing on and not on the fact that your pants are too tight. You know, like things like that, like, you know, like you're sitting there in the meeting, and you're like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. Or, you know, you're doing this all the time and, you know, it like allows you just to really focus on who you are yes. and what you have to offer, you know, whether you're like sitting at a, at a, at a date, you know, or, you know, whatever, you know, it's, so it's, it's, it's really, it's kind of fascinating, I think. It is. It is fascinating stuff. Yeah. And I'll give you a real life moment, like in the moment example right now. My bangs yeah. are too long and they're yeah. bothering me. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, hey, I'm in the middle of a podcast and I just want to take my bangs. <laughs> but it's, but it's totally true. Yeah. And yeah. nobody on the outside may know, may know what's, what's happening. So what I'm hearing from you is that, mm -hmm. is that dressing in a way that is congruent with what's on the inside For sure. creates an alignment that that we may never even have had in our whole lives. Like I've never really been into fashion and I yeah. have a sense of, of what I like and some sense of style, but right. I don't make it a priority. I don't make it a high priority. Yeah. And as you can see, like, you know, saying like I'm not making getting a right. bangs trim a priority right now.
right? I mean, and, and there's like, you know, we also have to cut ourselves slack on things like that, right? I mean, like, yes, if we could have our bangs perfectly groomed at all times, that would be amazing. But it's like, it's not really practical. But the overall thought process is to, um, is to put energy and time. You know, in, in LA especially, there's this whole concept of, um, I want to look like I'm not trying, yeah. right? Whereas in New York, it's all about trying, right? Everyone really shows effort because, you know, that, that's a city where effort needs to be made in order to survive. But, um, it, you know, I had, uh, I had someone call me and say, like, you know, I really want to work with a stylist, but I really don't want to put any energy or effort into it. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's like with anything, it's like you don't hire a trainer and say, Hey, you know, I really want to, you know, I want to achieve these goals, but I don't want to put any effort into it. I mean, like life is effort, you know, whether we want to accept that or not, or whether we want to pretend or not, it's, you know, with anything, it's effort. So, so that's so true. This is so true. Although there's times when, you know, Hey, like something else comes before that, you know? So of course, but the overall feeling is, you know, I always say to people like, you need to be ready. And you know, when you're ready, we're willing to make the effort. We'll do it together. And I will take you through the process and we'll, we'll get results, you know, but there's effort involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have so many questions for you. I studied anthropology. So okay. the fact that you work bi-coastally and you have yeah. so many cultural observations on the difference yeah. between New York and LA is fascinating. But for the sake of this podcast, yeah. um, I'd really like to know because all of my clients and many of the listeners to this podcast are folks who are in the process of going through a high conflict divorce. Yes. So for you, among your clients, mm -hmm. what, what, according to what they're telling you and what you're hearing from them, what is the worst part for them about going through a high conflict divorce and how does your work together help them to emerge from that? I, I have found, you know, when, uh, when going through with people on, on, on the journey is that so much of it, the really tense, horrible, worst parts come down to money. Okay. And it becomes a very financial situation. And whether that person, you know, both people are financially independent and they're together and then they're able to separate and figure that out or one person is a higher earner than the other, you know, type of situation. Um, the financial component of it always seems to make it really, really challenging. That, and if there's children, I found those are the two, those are the really high conflict areas. Um, and the financial component builds out on for the people where there's not a balance is that if the person going through the high conflict wars is not working or is in, has been in for a, a period of time in a situation where they are dependent upon the higher earner, that's when, you know, they're having to really do some really big soul searching and, and, and decide, decision making on, am I going back to school? Am I going back to work? Am I leaving this job because I'm only making X amount of dollars and I need to make you know, I need to make more money in order to have my own place, have the kids, you know, do all those types of things, have two, um, two residences happening. So, um, uh, and also a component of that in terms of my business, how it reflects is people come to me when they're making those decisions, like, 
okay, I'm, you know, I've gone back to school and now I'm out looking for, uh, you know, I'm looking for work yeah. or I am, or I've been at this job for a long time, but now I really need to take, I need to elevate and take steps. And that's where I'll come in and be like, okay, like, here's where we are. Here's where we want to get to, you know, what, what are the, I'll lay out what the strategy is of how we're going to get there. Yeah. And, you know, it's a big decision that people make working with me in that sense, because, you know, financially they're looking to make changes. So they look at it as an investment, you know, this is an investment in getting me where I need to go. Yes. And one of the things that I'm just realizing is that depending on the changes that need to happen mm -hmm. through and after divorce, Mm -hmm. um, in some, in some situations, people don't necessarily have a choice in terms of completely revamping their wardrobe. Because if you, you know, if you've been spending, so, uh, for the, for the last, um, 20 years or so, no, not 20 years or so, but for a long time, I've been a solopreneur and I've worked from home right. and I haven't had to, I haven't had to have an extensive business wardrobe. I haven't right. really had to have any business wardrobe. Like I kind of have to look hip, but sometimes, um, right. but for a long time, I just wasn't going to any meetings. I was working as a freelance editor. So I could sit there in my sweats all day, every day, 365 days a year. Yeah. And if I had been in a situation, you know, if I had been in a situation coming out of my divorce where I had to go back to work within an organization, I would have had no choice but to make that investment. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's normally what happens if, if someone's coming to me, you know, I have had clients who, when I started with them, were married and yeah. then were moving through, and then started moving through divorce. And then I've had people come to me coming off of divorce, you know, and, um, so it, it, it depends, you know, but we're transitioning and that's, that's a huge part of it. And, and transitions happen for every single person, as we know, and we move through transitions constantly. Um, the, um, but in that respect of, uh, moving through a high conflict divorce and having to like, say, go back into the workforce or having to change their situation, you know, going from working at home to being in, a, in an outward facing situation. It's, it's a, it's a decision that they make. And if they, if it's something that they can do and not everybody can do it, but some people come to me and they're in situations where, you know, we can be creative about how we're going to do it. We can, you know, we can do resale shopping. We can, you know, we can, there's so many ways to build a wardrobe. We can work within a budget, um, you know, and I can be very creative about, you know, doing overpayment plans and things like that. You know, when, when is a certain type of person who's invested and really wants to make that change happen? You know, they're like, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm in a limited situation or something like that. So. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So, Meg, I wanted to ask you from the standpoint of, of style, of personal style, and, um, and perhaps reinventing that personal style, what is it, what's some advice that you would give to women who are going through divorce right now, or perhaps considering divorce? Like, I don't know, I'm just sort of, part of what's in my brain right now is like, are there certain types of garments that you might recommend for someone who's, who, who is wanting to be empowered, or or that might make a, a woman who's going through crisis right now and doesn't really know, like is it, you know, feels like their self-esteem is in the toilet and how, how, what are some sort of wardrobe type of strategies that might help lift her mood or might help increase that confidence? You know, is there like a, I don't know, like a, a post-divorce power outfit or something like that? Right. Um, 
The, I mean, there's certain things that definitely exude power, um, like in terms of color, red is a super powerful color, you know? Uh -huh. So a lot of times when um, people are walking into meetings and it's, um, I have a lot of clients in high level positions where they're one or one of very few women in the room. Yeah. And so I always suggest like wearing red. Um, wearing a shoulder is amazing. Like you don't really realize, like you put a cardigan on and you're like, oh, I feel soft and kind of cozy and I kind of collapse into myself. You put a jacket on with like a strong shoulder and you, the, you feel the empowerment, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I would just say at the very end of the day, and this is gonna seem like the biggest like duh, but getting up in the morning, getting showered, getting dressed, putting your makeup on or not, if you wear makeup or not, but like making the effort to yeah. put it together, you know, that in itself, like I'm walking out the door feeling like, you know, I didn't run out in my workout clothes or, you know, it's like that getting up every day and not every day or the days that you have to be in a very outward facing situation. You know, you can have your days where you're in your lounge and you're at home and, you know, you're dealing with what you've got going on and you need a softer, more like wrapping kind of feeling to it. But like if, if you're feeling like I really want to lift myself up, it's amazing how much putting lipstick on and, you know, putting yourself together and walking out the door and feeling good about it. it it's, it can be a game changer really. And people forget that. They think like, like, why do I feel so like, uh, you know, I don't feel pulled together. And it's like, well, you're walking around every day in workout clothes. I mean, great if you're, you know, work, uh, if you're a fitness professional or wellness person, but like, you know, going beyond that, like, do you really want to go on a, out on a date? That's not like a hike or something like that. You know, you want to, like, it's, it's making that effort can make a huge, huge difference. Yeah. And that really ties into, into psychological study as well of folks who are going through, going through depression and anxiety and who are, you know, who are experiencing mental illness and that definitely, I mean, depression is something that is, I mean, it's, it's almost comical how common it, how common depression is among people who are going through and have gone through a high conflict divorce I'm sure. and, um, and structure and habits and those, just, just having that structure and being those routines being is beneficial to people who are, who are feeling depressed and down, whether it's clinical or not. Sure. And sure. I'm, I'm really personally really listening to you about that. Yeah. It, 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 it gives you direction, you know, it gives you a sense of, of maybe for lack of a better way, just having a little bit, a little bit more control over what's happening, you know, like it's like you yeah. put yourself together and you're like, okay, like I made this decision and I'm doing it and I'm going to go and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to feel good about myself. And, you know, I have my red dress on and I'm going out on the date. I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah, so. that's really good stuff. That's really good stuff. And also, um, one of the parts of my coaching program, working with women who've come out of, who are looking to stage epic comebacks in their lives, is about reclaiming, um, reclaiming your body. And part of that is sexuality and sensuality. Yes. And one of the ways to reconnect with your sexuality after being in who knows how long, if, you, if you're going through a divorce, it's highly likely that your sex life has not exactly been steamy and awesome. Right. And people yeah. that could, that could have lasted for decades, right? And you're coming out of, you just, you're not feeling your mojo. You're not feeling it. Yeah. And, um, and so a change, a change of wardrobe 
not only can help you feel more professional, but can also help you feel sexy, attractive. Like you were saying, going out on a date and putting in some of that extra effort. Yeah. Um, you, you, it's like you can, your feelings change, that psychological change when you're wearing something hot. Totally. And just to build on that, like the, the whole thing of, of going out and, you know, feeling sensual or sexy, it's also by feeling that, then you're projecting that, right? And the person on the other side is sitting and they're, they're coming, they're feeling your projection. And so there's like, it can be a game changer, can really change what the dialogue is instead of like, you know, it, it's, and, and that can be a hard transition for anybody. If you've you know, been in a relationship for a long time with the lack of intimacy, yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got to get out there, that, that is, that's a big step. But then having like, having an, uh, a wardrobe and a style and an outward projection that, that shows confidence and shows um, openness, yeah. shows, you know, wanting to, it's, it can really create a great, maybe uh, silent dialogue, you know, of, right? I like that. I like yeah. That. So, uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, when I think it could, what you wear is part of your body language. Yeah, it is. Totally. It's not just posture. It's not just gestures. It's not just yeah. how you move your body. It's also what you're wearing. I never really thought about it that way. This is all such good stuff. And I'm going to ask you something really random, Meg, because um, this podcast is about being epic. If you could have one superpower that you don't already have, what would it be? Mm, uh, so my superpower, my superpower would be that I could gift every woman the gift of body confidence. Mm. We spend so much time, especially, you know, when you're going through such a huge transition as a high conflict divorce, but you spend, there's way too much time in this world spent that women spend being negative about their, their body shape, their body image, their features, you know, they're too old, you know, like age, things like that. And if I could like sprinkle the dust over every woman and just let them feel not like overconfident or, or like, you know, arrogant or cocky, but just a sense of fulfillment and like, and just at peace, mm -hmm. if they could have a, a, a sense of peace and just all the energy that they spend being like, oh, I hate this, I hate that, blah, 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 blah. they could put that into their craft or into their writing or into their, you know, their, their themselves in another way, in a positive, you know, way of, of, of doing something else. I think it would be just so, so great because we spend way too much time being hard yes. on ourselves. I agree with you 100%. That's an awesome superpower. And it sounds to me like what you do is, um, is really powerful in exactly that way. And the, the last thing, I, I, I just want to ask you, because I know you work with men too, like are men worried about that same crap? You know, are men worried about the same stuff? Like are they, you know, I looked, do you find that, that men's concerns about how they look run so deeply in their emotions as women? For surely not, no. Um, when, like, when I'm working with a, a, a woman um, versus a man in terms of, like, you know, we'll be, um, we'll be doing a fitting and trying on clothes and stuff, 
you know, for women, it's really hard for them not to point out something, you know, like a negative about themselves, you know, not always, but a lot of times men just, just don't do that. You know, I mean, they might make at some point, some comment like, oh, my shoulders are really wide or, you know what I mean? Or yeah. I have short arms or, you know, whatever. I mean, but, but it's not, it's not, um, it's not self-critical in the way that women are. I will say though, that I do work with a lot of men going through divorce who are looking to make changes, you know, whether it is in a career situation um, or a lot, of, a lot of men do come to me when they're gonna start dating again and they're looking to figure it out because, you know, maybe they've been in like a 20 year marriage and they are dating, right? They're with their wife and they go out or they're with the kids and, you know, how are they, they're, they're, they're definitely transitioning on um, dating and what, what they're projecting and feeling good and feeling, you know, yeah, like they're out there in a way that they want to be. So, um, yeah. So. Well, from, from what you're saying, it sounds like for men, when they're talking about, when they're, when they're noticing something or talking about something about their body, it, it sounds like it's more descriptive than judgmental. Whereas like for women, it's like, it's like not necessarily descriptive, but like immediately judgmental or like immediately sure. self-critical. And that's for just sure. so, so freaking sad. It's, it's, and it's true. Yeah. Um, it is. And we work against, you know, it's like, it's kind of innately in us and we have to work against it. You know, we have to fight back and not let ourselves do that because it's psychologically, it can pull you down so much more than yeah. you realize, you know, um, yeah. by making those self-critical comments about yourself, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole other, it's, it's other a whole other jam. But yeah. in my world, it, it does play into it because when, Yep. I, you know, I have some clients when they're going through, you know, um, high conflict uh, situations where they can't, they can't get out of their own way on that, you know, and it really can impact the process. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Super powerful, Meg. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Where can we find you and your business, LA and New York, online? Yay. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, so it's at meggallagher.com is my website. And uh, you can uh, get connected then to, we have an amazing fashion blog called Madison to Melrose. So you can get a go on the site and then you can uh, be redirected to that. All our social media. So you can check out our Instagram. We have amazing Pinterest boards for inspiration. Uh, but all my services, my process, my whole background, my experience, all that information is on the site and, uh, love when people check me out. Awesome. Well, you know, I've, I already have, and there'll be more people checking you out. Yeah. Everyone, this is Nikki Bruno with Meg Gallagher on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more info about and ideas on staging an epic comeback in your life after a high conflict divorce or other life shattering experience, please go to theepiccomeback.com.